Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And you may be wondering what happened for two weeks. I just had someone over the weekend very nicely point out that they noticed we were missing for a little bit. And I appreciate our listeners noticing when we disappear for a a week and a half or something. So what are we doing posting on a Monday? And by we, I just mean it's me. You know, it's COVID. That's been the answer for a lot of things. And it still is the answer for this thing. But I couldn't overcome, and neither could Slajana, just series of events that happened for the last two weeks. Our motivation was sucked out. We all had low energy. We got news that we were like, well, it's COVID. So, of course, work got busy, family, stress going on, just all the things. So, thank you listeners for holding out for us. So you get a bonus episode. You get leisuring off time with just Lisa. So welcome. I hope your Monday is going beautiful. If you're listening to this on any other day, it's probably a little bit better than what Monday was like. But this has just been a blurs day of two weeks where we tried to get together, series of events happened. I actually had a, a a family member have their first COVID hit where someone got COVID and is in the hospital right now. So there was just a lot going on, but I appreciate you sticking with us. And so what you get today is what's been going on with the ladies and the leisuring. Let's start off with, I got my book club back. So my book club has been lovely. I love these ladies. We had a secret handshake. We treated it like fight club. You had to come if you read the book. It's gone through some iterations. People have come, people have gone. Some people have stayed the entire time. And then we went on hiatus for about a year. Some of it could be related to COVID. Not all of it though. It was pre-COVID. We were we just needed, I guess, a break to remember why we missed each other so much. So we just had our virtual COVID book club. And we started off reading a book called All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. And it was a book that I hesitate to recommend. And yet I couldn't put it down. When the person in the book club recommended it, it came with this sentence, you will find yourself rooting for the pedophile. I was like, well, I don't know what kind of person they think I am. I obviously would not do that. And then by the end of the book, I was rooting. I was rooting. It made you feel very questionable on a lot of what you felt. Uh, So I, I won't say anything more on that. It is a good book. I don't know what this author does after this because it seemed very like, dark, but cute. No, not cute. That's that's the wrong word. It's a book. It's a book that will make you have feelings. What also came out of book club is kid recommendations for books. I love a good kid's book. I will read a good kid's book like 
uh, Nuffle Bunny, the Mo Williams uh, books. But then there are the old school books that I remember reading. And I have a hard time figuring out when do kids read certain books. So when do you read Matilda? When do you read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? My husband read the books Chronicles of Narnia with our sons recently. They seem to be into it. I've actually never read those books. And then one of my book club members was like, oh yeah, we're reading Harry Potter with our five-year-old. And I was like, hmm, that seems like something I would love to do. And yet they also have a girl. I just find that girls sit down and listen a little bit better than my boys. So we'll see. But anyway, we started a thread on kid recommendation books. One of the parents also said their hatred for the Captain Underpants series. I've managed to stay away from it. I may have to pass that along to my husband based on the review. Apparently it's very just potty humor, but I'm also known for my poop jokes. So I don't know what to think about this. What kind of person am I? (laughs) That being said, if people have kid recommendation books, we went down a rabbit hole earlier this week talking about the Boxcar Children books, the Babysitter Club books, and the Dragon Lance books. So those books were based on Dungeons and Dragons, but they were actual books. None of us had read any of them, but we remember seeing them and they looked cool if you were into fantasy. We may try to brush some of those off and see if they're they're still good to go. I know we have some boxcar children right around, but I also know my friend who's a elementary school teacher was like, ooh, there's some language in there that you're like, probably not okay uh, with Black Lives Matter and other uh, things. So I was like, mm, all right, so just pre-read. Other things I've been doing have... Most of it is is old school. I am re-pulling out things, but this week it has been Super Mario Brothers and not the cool stuff coming out or Bar- Bowser's Keep or Luigi's Mansion. I am talking about the old school video games, the original Super Mario Brothers. My husband's recommendation was that we pull this out and we have them play it and then let the kids, like it should be easy for kids because they're the first ones that came out. So we're playing on the Switch and they have a bunch of Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo games. I've We've now created monsters. I won't take full credit for it. We've created monsters where I now get to answer questions like, who do you think would win? Kid Koopa or this other Koopa? And I'm like, these are questions that like are harkening back to a day that I don't remember anymore. And then the different levels. So if you remember, there's Super Mario Brothers 1, which is just mind-blowing for uh, that generation that I'm from. Then there's Super Mario Brothers 2, which is very confusing and it has its own back history. But if you play it, you're like, why am I pulling onions out of the ground? Why do I get to play Princess Toadstool and Toad, all these things? And then three, uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, that is, you, that's when you get the little raccoon tail. And then there's Super Mario World, but that's on Super Nintendo. And that's one where they get Cape and Yoshi, the dinosaur. After that short 
thing, a summary of the history of Super Mario. That is what we've been playing in our house to the point where I had to start questioning how much time was being spent on this. And we've created our first chore chart that is successful. I've created like two chore charts and then my butt monkeys ripped them apart or just refused to do anything I had on them. But now I have something they want. You want to play Super Mario and I want you to read a book. I also would like you to pick up your socks. I would also like you to check the couch in between the couch cushions and make sure I'm not going to find pants, underwear, other weird things that shouldn't be in the couch, you disgusting monkeys. So far, it's been going pretty good. You have to do, you know, three activities to get like half an hour of uh, Super Mario time. There is, if they earn too much time and it starts going to, they play for an hour, you can see just the rage that comes out when you play video games, the frustration where like you tears come, you're like ready to like just throw the controller around and like stamping feet, throwing yourself on the ground. I do still have that when I play video games, but it's interesting to watch in a six-year-old. It doesn't matter the ages there is just frustration dealing with anything video game related. And I do know where he gets it from because I started playing an app this week that also led to frustration. So it's called the Kitty Letter app. This is from The Oatmeal. It's a webcomic. Matt Eisman is actually the guy behind The Oatmeal. It if you've ever liked anything the oatmeal has done, you're definitely going to like the Kitty Letter app. It's a game where you are a character that gets a house and it's his style of drawing as well. So if you like his comics, you're going to like this. You move into a house. It's a beautiful house. You get it. You move in. And then across the street, there is a guy that uh, looks like the crazy person in any thriller movie that is spouting doomsday prepping. And he is sending cats to blow up your house. He is the mastermind. Matt Eisman is the mastermind behind exploding cats. So that helps you figure out why they're exploding cats in this game. And your job is to stop (laughs) your house from being blown up by creating words. So It combines Scrabble and Frogger because you have these cat packs coming across from the the other house and it looks like a Frogger game. You just have herds and then you have to create words with like, say, maybe six, seven, eight letters and as many combos as you can get to make words. I have to say, I am terrible at Scrabble. I am just not good. So the words that I'm supposed to come up with, it's very polite when they give you a bunch of new letters. They're like, did you know that you could use the word redried? No, because I don't, I don't use that word. Or trapezotomy. What? Is that even a thing? Or what was another word? Soft. Uh, S-O-U-G-H. That's not a word, right? That's not a word. Uh, they had a bunch of other words that I was like, I don't think these are things. Anyway, Now I've just started trying to make words as quickly as possible. Not I've lost brain cells because now I just like start using like, oh, of course, two consonants go next to each other because these aren't words or anything. I don't know that's making me smarter, but the 
six-year-old rage against Super Mario. I know where he gets it. He gets it from me. I played that game for about two and a half hours in one sitting. You can, there's a little story mode. It's about 12 chapters. It's fantastic. And then you can go and play. Um, there's a multiplayer option. I I don't think I'm good with multiplayer games. I just want to be frustrated and angry with myself by myself. It's a it's my anti-extrovertedness. I just need to to go and, you know, deal with this myself. The other thing that I've discovered this week, which which was shocking. So for everyone who loves Bridgerton, we all love a good Duke uh gif. I was talking on a thread with my fitness activity tracker friends, and I posted a Duke GIF, and the iPhone owners didn't have any Duke GIFs. So they went to their Giphy, and there was nothing. I don't understand. Apple, why do you not love Bridgerton, and especially the Duke? So it's become my duty now to try to throw as many Duke Mm, gifts in as possible while we talk about how much we've worked out and, you know, done all the things. Speaking of all the things, I did skip over that Valentine's Day happened on our little mini break that we had. Uh, I don't know how people feel about Valentine's Day in the time of COVID. It's, you know, a thing, but my Valentine's Day was pretty nice. So I always have low expectations. I don't insist we do anything. And if I do, it's usually because I've created it. The one thing I got, I went to Lidl and picked up a cooked two-pack of lobster. All I had to do was steam it. Now, I'm not going to lie. They're not the biggest lobsters I've ever seen. But for my kids and my husband who have never had lobster before, they had to open it and crack it. It was perfectly fine. And it was super duper reasonable, like under like 20 bucks. So to me, I'm like, this is an evening. And it was, it was pretty good. Like boys, when they just see a crustacean, a bug basically from the bottom of the ocean, it delights them in many ways. They want to know what parts do what, how, who would win a lobster or a crab. You have to go through logistics. I obviously went lobster. Um, Lobsters also should be able to live forever because of their tissue regeneration. However, then we eat them and they no longer live forever. So well known fact. And so for me, that's all I needed was I got my lobster and I got, that's it. But my husband came through. I don't often give him like super duper shout outs, but this time he gets it. I woke up in the morning. I'm usually the first one up and there were flowers and there was a bottle of wine and the bottle was from our wedding. I was very impressed by that. What shouldn't be so impressive is it definitely came from Trader Joe's and that's how we bought wine for our wedding. But still, he remembered. And the biggest Russell Stover heart candy box. I'm not gonna lie. I love a good candy box. Those like surprise chocolates, even the stupid chocolates that I don't like. I don't really like those like little slabs of the peanut butter ones. Um, I don't like the maple uh, cream ones. Those are not very good, but there's enough caramels in there that make it exciting. And so I tore through, oh, there was one day where I ate like 10 of them. It was so good. If you punch that into Weight Watchers though, it hurts. It hurts a lot. That's like three days worth of points, but it was worth it. It was fine. And 
it was a lovely day. Like my kids got, uh, you know, the little miss and the Mr. Men, um, books. I got them. They've kind of upgraded. So now they have these adventure stories. So I got those and then marbles for my kids because they're into marble racing now. That's what we do. We race marbles. You can go watch a John Oliver show about the marble races, or you can watch the leagues that they have on YouTube to understand what I'm talking about. But we're, we're big into those when we're not obviously playing Super Mario. So besides all of that stuff, I've also needed like a little pick-me-up. So the pick-me-ups, I just love getting things in the mail and not enough people send me things in the mail because why would you? Like, it's just, you know, not a thing that in the time of COVID we're really thinking about in the great scheme. But I signed up, it's about $10 a month, which may seem excessive for feeling of the month. It is a website that came recommended to me and they're on number 23. I received what was a envelope. And by the way, they don't really tell you what it is ahead of time. They just say, do you want this? And the answer is, of course I do. I want a secret feeling in an envelope. So it's a normal card envelope. And in this one, the feeling of the month was gratitude. Uh, I don't know how we feel about that. So I have a, I have a wonky relationship with the word gratitude. I write down three things that I am grateful for every day, but I don't know. Sometimes I, I see it and it's a little eye rolly. Uh, but this one, this one was definitely interesting. So it came with seven pieces of paper. And on the paper, first was a quote. I'm going to read the quote out. This will be your quote of the day. Don't seek that all that comes about should come about as you wish, but wish that everything that comes about should come about just as it does. And then you'll have a calm and happy life. An old dude said that his name is Epictetus which is probably not how it's pronounced. We just know that's how Lisa Cucci pronounces things. And then they give you like a little letter where they tell you about this feeling. And the person, Lillian, writes, this feeling came about on a restless Sunday morning when I remembered a question from an acute woman. How would your day be different if you're simply happy about who you are and what you have at the moment? And then the rest of them were prompts for self-reflection or intimate conversations. And what it said to do with them was sit with each one for a while before moving on to the next. I hope they bring a contented feeling. So I do love warm fuzzies like this and deep thoughts and, you know, it's the the self-help in me that I just always want to hear about these things. I will say though, the first one, it was breathe just breathe. (sighs) That was kind of a letdown. I, (laughs) I love some good meditation, but (sighs) that just seemed a little too foo-foo. So to me, I was like, "Mm, all right, we'll see how this 
feeling stuff goes. Um, but then as I went through the other ones, uh, they redeemed themselves. They were pretty good. So I'm going to get my next one. I'll tell you how it goes. And yeah, a feeling of the month. We're going to see how this goes. I give it a test drive about three months. It's like, uh, my theme of the COVIDs have been, this is what you look at. We try it out and then we say yes or no. So there you go. I did have an embarrassment earlier. So we've been getting a lot of snow. Uh, I don't know why February has been bringing a lot of snow recently, but it has. And we have uh, a car that parks behind us in our driveway and our driveway is sloped. So when it's been super icy, it's a hit or miss on are we going to slide out of our driveway into this car? And it's a big like commercial truck. It's not something, you know, I could just buff out if that happens. And the other day I realized, how did my parents get around this? Because we had a slope driveway. I mean, it was going into our backyard, but I was embarrassed that as a northerner from Connecticut, I we didn't have any sand and we didn't have any melting ice pellets or any of those things. I was like, what am I doing? It's like everything has gone out the window. Ridiculous. Don't worry, we have sand now and we can get out of our driveway. So we're fine, you know. But I think this place is turning me into a, a DC person where they just drive like crazy and they don't know how to survive snow. I was like, my northern, my North Dakota time and my Connecticut experiences are just not sticking with me. It's a little disappointing. The other thing has just been the weather sucks. So I've already mentioned that it's been icy, snowy. I have been able to get some sledding with my boys, which I do love a good sledding hill. It's just so fun. And when it's super icy, we just go flying and it's pretty good. I like it. The other thing uh, that one of my colleagues showed was her basement garden on a recent meeting where she has grow lights in her basement. And because they cast such a weird glow, she basically goes down to this room, unfinished uh, basement, and has all of these beautiful plants just in full bloom because she has the grow lights and because they can't be outside. And I was like, I have a grow light. I've had it for years. I should definitely have a basement garden. I want this to happen. So this is this is on my list of things to do. Uh, and it counts as a finish, which is my word of the year, because I happen to own a grow light that I've never used. Uh, and I bought it for the purpose of doing seeds, starting seeding, and then be able to move it. I think based on our new yard, I might be able to grow real tomatoes this year. So this, I should actually, you know, try to use that grow light. And then what am I watching? So there's been a couple of things that I've been into. We, when we finished up Cobra Kai, we moved on to The Good Place. Big fans of that. Getting to season two. I, st- I watched the first two episodes of The Great North. So I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. And The Great North is uh, the Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman being from Parks and Recs. And he does a great voice. It's funny. I'm sad there's only two episodes out right now. So I am I should just say that within the first couple minutes of the show, there is an imaginary friend that's Alanis Morissette, voiced by Alanis Morissette. So how, why would you not want to watch this show? And then five people in the last week have recommended um, Lupin's 
Um, it's with subtitles. It's on Netflix. It's French. And also Japanese have created anime, but it's a spinoff based on the French show. So look for any of those. Uh, so we're going to probably start watching that uh, next, but we're trying to get through the good place. So there you go. That's that's what we're watching, doing all the things. I still haven't finished the end of Bridgerton. I'm on episode six. Slowly but surely, folks. Slowly but surely. And then my butter off the bunsies has been my rebounder workouts. So what's a rebounder? It's the fancy name for trampoline. I'm glad you asked. So if you go on to, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of thinking that YouTube has the answer to all things. Like when I had to search what a French drain is, YouTube, YouTube has that. Even tells you how to build one. I hadn't been using my trampoline since we've gone to our new house as much. Like I occasionally jump on it, but um, before I used to have it like in front of the TV so that if I was watching TV, I'd be bouncing around on it. So I wanted to get back into that again. And I was like, well, maybe there's some stuff on YouTube. Whoa, they delivered. So trampoline workouts are very big in other countries. So there was a Scandinavian guy who was a little on the heavier side. So he's muscular, but on the heavier side. And so he's just this big dude on his trampoline and he just does like small songs. So he'll take a song and he does like this whole routine to it. And that was fun to just get like, you know, a quick commercial break or something. And then there's other people who put on a great soundtrack. I don't, I can follow you. It's jumping on the trampoline most often. And that's what really gets me is if you have a good soundtrack, like a dancing thing, I can go for a while. If you're just going to jump on a trampoline and there's like mild spa background music, but you're in the middle of like a field or a cliff overhanging like some beautiful water, I am not that interested actually. I get bored. I don't want to follow whatever you're doing. I also don't need like affirmations. I need good music in the background. So if you're looking for something fun to do, definitely on the YouTube's Rebounder. Now, if you have one of those, um, I, I tried to do one workout where they had more of a spring uh, trampoline, like the ones that you can get for like 30 bucks. And those are hard and they're a little harder on your knees. Um, you also can't follow them if you have a different style trampoline that like lets you bounce a little bit more and is lower impact on your knees. And it was quite embarrassing, but I, I figured out what was going wrong and, and now everything's fine. So that's what we had going on. I know we took a little bit of a break. Uh, if you're wondering how Sledjan is doing, uh, about, about the same. There was a two week pause because we're doing that good, but we're glad you got us back on track. So this is your Monday bonus. We'll be back on Friday with our normal kicking off. Um, we're going to set up some guests. We, in fact, I'm a guest on an all dude podcast on Wednesday. It's going to be interesting. I think I only have 10 minutes with them. We'll see how it goes. I'll come back to that. I'm sure on Friday, but until then have a beautiful week. You can survive. You're doing great. Look at you. Just so beautiful. Have a great week. LOL.